Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good day. 40 degrees right now after a beautiful Sunday. 81, it was on. Uh, yeah, back uh, to reality yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about how it felt like Saturday was a vacation for everyone <laughs> that lived here, and then uh, back to the weird weather. It was yes nice last time. Yeah, it was. So yesterday, uh, your grandson's first baseball practice. Holy cow. Did you go? <laughs> I went to the end of it because it was his birthday, just so he could uh, see us. And you are going to want to tune into every game they play. <laughs> um, this could be a special season. So I think they let the kids pitch. He just turned seven yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think they let the kids pitch. And um, <laughs> judging by last night, um, there'll be a lot of walks. But I'm really excited. And the best part, kids were having fun. There you go. Uh, I don't know if they'll get much baseball in today. We do have a chance of showers, mainly in the afternoon. Won't see much of the sun. High today, 46. I'm looking, we're looking at uh, dates to tape more uh, visits with Experience Jackson. We want to get out to Calderon. We're looking at the weather the next few days, and it's like high of 50, high of 50, mm -hmm. low of 27. Um, next week looks better. Next good. week looks good. Uh, we have some good news uh, from the uh, COVID front. Uh, Jackson College began phase two of the rollback of COVID regulations on the campus as of today. Actually, yesterday, um, they are not requiring masks. Masks are encouraged but not required. Uh, they may require masks in certain spaces like the health clinic and uh, other locations. They'll post signs. But they're opening up the entrance on Emmons Road and taking down the checkpoint. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 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 I considered Jackson College, they were, the, they were really the, the leader yeah. um, when it came to the response. And uh, they kind of just held pat until uh, the time was right. So mm -hmm. um, they've done a nice job out there. Yeah. I think uh, when we look back at the very start of the pandemic, Jackson College was uh, really the first to... Uh, implement they did what COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they kind of, they did what they thought they needed to do. And, um, you know, it really was pretty impressive. It was, it was uh, more impressive than uh, college, other four-year colleges yeah. had been able to put together in, in, in the same amount of time. So, uh, yeah, it's good things will be looking different out there. A lot of the colleges, really, when you look at four-year four colleges, the uh, decisions they made, they were all financial-based. They uh, waited until uh, the last minute to announce um, campus closings. They didn't want to lose enrollment, mm -hmm. dollars, housing, so on. But um, Jackson College, right off the bat. You know, Jackson College is a uh, great place to go. I thought we should talk about student loan debt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you've had a student loan, you haven't had to make a payment since March of 20, right? Yeah, yeah, March of 20. Yeah. That's $195 billion that borrowers have saved. Now, 43 million people owe $1.7 trillion in student loans. Wow. wow. So the average, um, it takes the average person 20 years. It's about $460 a month. Of course, I think that's going to that's go higher and higher as, uh, as we've heard the mm -hmm. cost of some of these uh, four-year institutions. So, you know, my, my thing is, you know, it's, it's great for people who have been able to maybe get a head start or catch up, mm -hmm. but if people have been, you know, spending that and then all of a sudden, you know, 
it's coming back. I think there's so many people that think it's just gone and it's going to go away forever. And they've been spending that, say, $460 or $5,000 a year for the last few years on other things. So we shall see what happens there. It might go away. It might, but it can't entirely go away. The Can president, the, well, that's the big debate right now in Washington. Um, some say the president does have the power with the stroke of a pen to eliminate it. And they look at past examples where uh, other presidents like Obama have canceled um, student debt. So it's yeah. well, unknown. It's but interesting, it's, though, because you're coming off a period where no debt has, well, I don't think anyone really paid if they didn't have to, but no debt, none of that money has been paid in, uh, you know, 28 months. So I can't see it just getting completely wiped out. Now, when it does come back in September, you will be able to a, uh, get a forbearance for another year. So that'll push you mm -hmm. out another year. Well, the problem <laughs> is really that the college costs way too much. It's ridiculous. Yes. So. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that if you borrow a hundred thousand, pay it back. It's going to be about one hundred forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. So, uh, school outbreaks um, each week are reported by MDHHS. Right now, um, there are uh, forty-four um, outbreaks in the state. None in Jackson County. Yeah, that's good. One school, uh, Grayling High School, has one hundred and twenty cases. Really. Yeah. Huh. Must be just finally getting around to grayling. That's what uh, I think. A lot of the um, outbreaks are in kindergarten and pre-K, hmm. which, that's, you know, yeah. I guess it's understandable. I guess. Have you sent a tweet since the Twitter news? You know, who uses Twitter? I, Everyone. Do, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone. Huh. Everyone. So I think some, I hopefully think some positives will happen out of this because we've been banned from Twitter as you know. Yeah, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. It's going to take the whole year for the deal to actually go through. We were I was banned. You were banned. I was banned. I remember we were banned from Twitter. JTV was for three, banned from Twitter. For 3 or 4 months. And they won't tell you why. They, they won't tell, tell you. No. No, we didn't do anything wrong. No, we didn't. And uh, you just get banned because if enough people report you. So hopefully there's a better <coughs> checks and balances of uh, of this stuff. It'll be interesting to see how Twitter changes. I just don't understand why this man, um, the richest man on earth, uh, Because if you don't like something the way it is and you're the richest person on earth, you buy it. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, you would. Well, <laughs> if you don't like it, you buy it and you, you turn it. it, you close it, shut it down. What if he did that? Maybe he does that. <laughs> That'd be awesome <laughs> if he did. I would love if he did that, mm -hmm. but he will not. No. But there is, uh, no one really knows. He hasn't said. No one. Yeah, I wonder if all we, of his. We don't know what he's going I wonder if all of his no. haters will stay on Twitter or if they will find a different platform. Maybe he'll change the name. No. Um, President, uh, former President Trump was, as we all know, banned from Twitter. And is people, he back today? Well, no, he's not. Uh, Musk does not own Twitter yet, but people have asked both Musk and Trump, <clears throat> if he would go back on the platform, if he would be allowed back on the platform, and Musk has not said, but um, Trump said, no, I'm not coming back. I have my own social media platform. He'll be back. <clears throat> mm -hmm. He'll be back um, within two weeks' time. Mm -hmm. He loved um, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's, Twitter controls the news cycle. Why wouldn't you want to be on there if you were Trump? You're going to run for president again. You need to be on Twitter. <clears throat> so, so that's that. A lot to see. Oh, we found out yesterday, uh, Greek Town 
um, will no longer be Greektown. Did you hear about that? I have not heard about that. Yes, this Greektown Casino news. in Detroit is going to, uh, starting May 1st, become known as Hollywood Casino, mm. becoming um, part of a chain. I didn't know this, but Dan Gilbert um, was the has, had owned, he sold it to Hollywood. Dan Gilbert, but I thought the Native Americans owned Greektown. That was the whole idea, allowing uh, the casino to be. Uh, so uh, I did. I thought um, when the casinos all got approval in Detroit that they were all Vegas-based casinos. They were at yeah. that time licensed yeah. to the um, they because Greektown is located on um, some connection to Native American hmm. land. Okay, and that's why it could be there. Allegedly, hmm. I mean, it was just, it's all just a bunch of smoke and mirrors anyway, but um, they're gonna invest $300 million and upgrade the hotel rooms. Have you ever stayed there? Uh, <coughs> not, I don't think so. I've stayed no. at the MGM, which mm. I would say is uh, probably my favorite as far as a place to very stay. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever stayed at Greektown. And they're gonna build some sort of an entertainment house to bring mm -hmm. Lake uh, Las Vegas style acts to Detroit. So yeah. it'll be a huge, It'll be a big entertainment. Yeah, once you're there, you're not going to want to leave. That's how everything is uh, being built nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL said they are going to play football on Christmas. They're going to have three games. And we already have three NBA games. Yeah, Merry, that's perfect. That's what we like to do. Merry Christmas. We like to sit on the, sit on the couch and, uh, and watch sports. The uh, Nets got swept last night, which is <laughs> it's a treat in my house uh, because I don't like Kevin Durant. So... Have you been watching the NBA playoffs? Bits and pieces. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's good stuff. Love it. And there's our friend Kyrie, who there's always a picture ready of mm -hmm. Kyrie. So, of course, they were uh, predicted to do some damage, and, uh, and they didn't. So darn. We're going to start so. to see more of the logos on the jerseys. It's becoming you know, a thing. It's interesting. Um, there's, a, there's a high school program called Overtime Elite, which is a, uh, it's a company, really. And they are paying uh, basketball players, you know, you, uh, f I think 15 to 18. So you leave high school, you join this academy, and uh, they pay you $100,000 a year. What? Uh, yeah, and with, uh, it's called Overtime Elite. You've seen the Overtime videos on mm. Facebook, that company. Well, they have their own academy in New York. And uh, right now they have like 27 players, three teams. Each player gets a base salary of $100,000. <laughs> um, if you don't take that base salary, you can still keep your college eligibility. But, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing where things are going with, I, with sports. I should have taken phys ed more seriously in yeah, middle school. Yeah, I still don't think you would have got into overtime elite. <laughs> Uh, speaking of baseball, um, the new Lumen Christi uh, baseball diamond is going to be dedicated uh, and unveiled either Thursday or Saturday, depending on the weather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can't schedule it. I mean, looking at the weather, I would say maybe Thursday. And work but is it's going to be chilly. Yeah, work is continuing on uh, baseball and softball um, diamonds at Jackson College, and they've made a lot of progress. Uh, speaking of junior college baseball, did you see the uh, pitcher mm. in... Uh, Texas, a junior college baseball pitcher in Texas, was upset that uh, someone got a home run off his pitch. Yes. Let's take a look. Yes, this is awful. <laughs> North Central has taken the lead here in game one. Oh, oh my, oh no, oh no.
was surprised that it didn't end up in a worse brawl. But I think both teams were so shocked that the pitcher lost his mind for a second like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things kind of got cleared up pretty quickly. But uh, you can't do that. No, apparently the uh, hitter, the runner, was taunting the pitcher um, during the Well, I'm sure he game. was. Yeah, it was like the bat flip. Immediately, uh, the, like that. Yeah, the coach uh, banned the um, pitcher for six games, but he's since been kicked off the team for uh, knocking the – was he out, though? I wonder if he's – No, it's a home run. It's a home yeah, run. Yeah, still counted <laughs> as, a, uh, as a home run. Yeah. Would you like some sports? That'd be a great idea. Let's get to our scoreboard brought to you by – Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great new oil change building. They'll get you in and out very quickly. Go check out Extreme. Our scoreboard, baseball, Columbia Central 8, Sand Creek 1. And then in the second game, Sand Creek 1, 4-2 over CC. Grass Lake beat Napoleon. And Jackson High swept Ypsilanti 19-4 and 11 2-0. Softball, East Jackson and Summerfield split. East Jackson won the first game 21-7. Summerfield the second 16-2-9. And those are your softball, two softball scores from last night. Girls soccer, Columbia Central 3, Hillsdale 0, Grass Lake 11, Hanover Horton 0, Manchester 8, Michigan Center 0, and then Lansing Catholic 2. Western one. I'm glad I wasn't out playing sports last night, especially cool. this sport, <laughs> golf. I am a fair weather golfer. Springport, they finished fourth in the Big Eight Jamboree at Burr Oak. And Jackson Christian finished third in their league meet at Sharp Park. In tennis, Lumen Christie and Hastings split 4 4, and Western shut out Penfield 8 0. Here's what's on deck tentatively. Tonight, pending weather. A lot of baseball, a lot of softball, some soccer, golf, and track and field. It's a lovely night for track and field. And well, there's your, uh, yeah, so get out and uh, check Bring. it out. And then if you would like to see the uh, areas best in the Selby track and field meet standings, we uh, have those on our website, thanks to uh, Jeff Steers and some folks at East Jackson putting those together. So uh, if you'd like to see the Area's best times and jumps, check out our website. Nice, and I know you love the Selby. In fact, Andy has a Selby record. Which I would love to see get broken. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully someday. Selby at uh, East Jackson High School this East year. East Jackson High School <clears throat> again, and it was awesome last year at East Jackson, and we are very excited to be back, and I will have a special guest commentator with me this year, um, and I will release that information soon. Okay. Today's show is being brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse. Book your next birthday party at Jackson's Playhouse. They offer themed party packages. Their birthday party options are available to browse, and you can even book them online. Visit jacksonsplayhouse.com to reserve your date today. Located in the Ferguson Road Mall near Knight's Steakhouse, Jackson's provides safe, fun, and imaginative play. Who's on? Today's show. Coming up, we have Nate Nims and Caitlin Wixom from the Center for Family Health. They'll be with us right after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure 
at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. The second annual Spring Fling is happening downtown Jackson, and it's happening Sunday, May 1st from 1 to 4 p.m. I will be there. I was there last year. Pop-up vendors, sip and shop, food trucks, and the Ferry App Challenge. There'll be uh, stuff going on all around downtown, Michigan Ave, Jackson Street, and Mechanic Street. We hope to see you Sunday, May 1st, downtown at the Spring Fling. Joining us now from the Center for Family Health, we have Support Services Manager Nate Nims and Behavioral Health Consultant Caitlin Wixom. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Nate's been on our uh, afternoon show a few times. A few times, yep. Yeah. Early in the COVID, uh, you guys talked about leadership during the, the pandemic mm -hmm. and Center for Family Health certainly providing that. Now we're kind of doing the cleanup. Yeah, know, absolutely. We've yep. got, you know, mental health issues mm -hmm. and of behavioral course. health. So let's find out first, um, Caitlin, what's your, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at CFH. So I'm one of the behavioral health consultants, a fancy word for a therapist. Huh. Um, I do therapy about half the time and then I do health coaching half the time. So I'm working very closely with our providers, our nurses, even the MAs to pri provide support to patients during their visits. And I do see some of those patients ongoing for therapy. Um, I work very closely with our medically assisted treatment program as a substance use therapist. Um, I do both individual and group therapy for that. Nate, how about you? Same question. Yeah, <laughs> I am the support services manager at the center. So I um, oversee and support our behavioral health consultants, our community health worker team, and our dietitian and nutrition programs. Oh. What, so. what is uh, behavioral health or what are some behavioral uh, health issues? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, this is actually something we've talked about frequently, you know, the difference between behavioral health and mental mm -hmm. health, right? So um, behavioral health in general is, I would say, um, we see a lot of anxiety, we see a lot of depression, um, but it's even more than that, it's, it's a behavior change aspect. It's, Katie, do you have anything to input there? I think behavioral health encompasses a lot more than mental health on the aspect that it doesn't have to just be about being depressed or being anxious. This can be, I'm ready to make a life change. Mm -hmm. I don't know the steps to get there or it's stressful coping with this, but I'm ready to do it. And that's kind of where we step in and help with that change. Yeah, everyone, everyone has uh, you know, issues and, mm -hmm. and stresses. What about uh, folks who have, you know, maybe their jobs have changed over the last two years, they were out and about and uh, then work from home for two and a half years. Are you guys seeing people that really have, are just now getting back out into society? I'm seeing a lot of social anxiety with that yeah. because people were isolated for so long they almost forgot how to interact yeah. with other people. And I get that, it's scary, it's a lot of change. Any change is scary, um, but a lot of people don't know how to cope with that stress. And mm -hmm. I think the basis with any change or any mental health or behavioral health issue is being able to cope. And that's, again, something that we really stress. You guys off, offer groups and uh, you offer that support. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we offer several different groups. Um, we offer, of course, our uh, we have our dietitian groups and whatnot. Um, and then we also have an anxiety and depression support group. Um, and that is led by one of our therapists. But it's also uh, peer support as well. So it gives the opportunity for patients to really rely on each other and get to, get to know each other. Um, 
And then Katie, you can speak about your group a little I bit. I run our substance use group. It's a recovery skills workshop. It's very much for support. We have people who are very new in the recovery, and then we have people who have maintained for many years. Typically, these people are part of our medically assisted treatment program, which consists of Suboxone and Vivitrol, which helps people not relapse. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, a lot of support. It's can you cope with this? Scheduling is easy, something that seems to us, mm -hmm. you know, it's something new to these sure. group, this population, these people that haven't yeah. done that. So mm -hmm. a lot of different skills. And then our newest group at the center is our True Colors um, support group, and it's actually a support group for LGBTQ youth, um, ages 13 to 19. So that's something that we just started not too long ago. Are these groups for people who have seen um, and had treatment by a provider and then they're uh, funneled into a group, or can people just get into a group without having uh, a, a diagnosis? Yeah, so our, our groups are open to all of our patients at the center. Um, and yeah, they're usually, they're pretty much self-referral for the most part. Are there uh, differences on how adults are treated versus how children are treated for anxiety, depression? Absolutely, yeah, Katie, I'll let you take that question. Yeah, so the approach is typically very different. How you talk to a kid can be a lot different than how you mm -hmm. talk to an adult. Kids, you're playing a lot of games to learn skills. So maybe uno with each card meaning a different thing. So anger, happiness, how do you cope with that? What does that look like? Where adults is more talk therapy based, but the end goal is learning to cope. I guess um, things like overeating, um, alcohol abuse, um, substance abuse, all those fall into Behavioral health too. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you know you're seeing new anger issues maybe from children mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So again, these are responses to change or stressors right. in lives of both children and adults. So learning to cope with that is the kind of the basis of anything. Can you cope with this change? Just anger's something that comes <laughs> up because we're feeling something yeah. else. So can we find that underlying cause and cope with that? Substance use, again, typically people are trying to cope. You know, I'm gonna go have a drink because I'm stressed. Okay, let's cope with that stress so we're not turning to mm -hmm. the substance. People are typically uh, hesitant to admit um, issues like that. When they do finally, have they reached a point where it's you know like too late? They've got too many issues? They've I mean, I'd say it's never too late, right? Like, and we definitely try to, at, at the center at least, we have a full team of, of people that are there ready to support you. Um, it's just, sometimes it's just a matter of asking for help, which is definitely the hardest, yeah. you know? Some people um, have to be, well, they, ha they have to have an intervention yeah. before they realize that they are really in, a, in you know, in, in deep trouble. Yeah. People are, they're, they're typically afraid. So, you know, what's the first step? How, how does someone make that call? Or what do they say when they come in? So sometimes the doctors or even MAs will notice something during a visit, which is where the health coaching comes in. They might notice a patient's stress or they scored a little high on one of their screeners and they give us a call. We step in and just chat with them. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? What kind of stuff's stressing you out? What can we do to help? Yeah, just to piggyback off of what Katie said, we, we are an integrated health clinic. So all of our, you know, all of our doctors, our nurses, our MAs are all trained, have tr significant training in mental health as well. So they're all able to sort of catch those things. Um, so, because yeah, early interventions are super important, so. Yeah. Seems like we get that question 
at every doctor visit is, you know, are you, do you feel safe at home? Uh, mm -hmm. Have you been depressed? Have you ever thought about, you know, doing harm to yourself? Yep. It's just standard it, protocol. Yeah, right? yeah, as it should be, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of people probably fill out that sheet and they're lying. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. they just fill it out because yeah. they gotta fill it out again, yeah. yeah exactly. And everyone gets those, those questions. It's not because someone smells like gin. It's because everyone <laughs> right. has to go through right. the yeah, screening. Right. How has uh, COVID-19 um, increased risks for excessive alcohol and substance abuse? Is it, is it the isolation? It's the isolation, the stress. A lot of people faced financial barriers, childcare barriers. Okay, school's closed for a week, figure it out. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of barriers there that have come up as a result of COVID. Again, the stress, the isolation, turning to whatever they can to cope. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, I think people for the very first time are realizing they can't handle it by themselves. Mm -hmm. And do you think the pandemic has caused more of this? Yeah, I, I, I would say so, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's doing better, kids or adults? Oh, who's doing better? <laughs> I think adults have more of an ability to cope than kids do. Sure. Kids learn from their parents. Kids learn from those around them. Typically, kids are more resilient because they aren't as focused on all of the stressors. Mm -hmm. But I think the adults have the better ability to cope. See, you thought it was the opposite, didn't you? I, I, yeah, I think, I think sometimes adults use the excuse that, you know, their kids are having a hard time because of it. But, you know, there's... Some kids have been in school the whole time, some mm -hmm. haven't. So mm -hmm. again, everyone is, everyone's different for sure. Yeah, and I guess it depends on what you're exposed to as a kid. You know, some yeah, people, are, their, their kids are watching, you know, all the news, the bad, the, mm -hmm. the you know, Ukraine. I, you know, it, it can, it, what, what's, you know, the impact of all that. Yeah, on what's on TV at your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that can make a big difference mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Or just keep it on JTV, that's <laughs> our suggestion. Problem solved, right? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate that. We know people that do uh, just allow their kids to watch JTV. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, Nate Nimtz and Kate Lynn Wixom are with us from the Center for Family Health. More with these two after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. We have a dog-friendly event coming up. It's the Bark and Brew presented by TAC, and it's happening Saturday, May 21st at Keeley Park. From 1 to 6 p.m., enjoy craft beers from local brewers, great food, live entertainment, and a dog talent show. Proceeds benefit the Jackson County Animal Shelter Community Spay and Neuter Program and Emergency Service for JCS Animals. Tickets on sale now, or you can uh, just show up and uh, pay when you get there. Nate and Kate are with us from the uh, Center for Family Health. <laughs> People call you Kate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about uh, behavioral health, mental health. With the increase that you've noted during the pandemic, have you had to adjust how you deliver the services, add more people or more, more services? Um, yeah, I, we are always, we're always expanding and always growing. Um, so I don't know if I'd, I'd say that that was specifically from the pandemic, but we have added some new services. Um, our classes and groups were, a lot of our classes and groups were in response to the 
um, pandemic and then allowing it on Zoom was also, you know, also part of that as well. So people got zoomed out. I think I, did. Zoom. I know. <laughs> I did. It, it, yeah, it felt like schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the time I logged into Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Now with this, people, everyone's you know having a bad day at some point. Mm -hmm. um, how do you know that you know it's more than just a bad day and that you should seek some sort of help? Absolutely. I think when it becomes a regular thing. So it becomes a bad month? Yeah, yeah. a bad mm -hmm. day turns into a bad week, turns into a bad month, and you're constantly feeling down or anxious or stressed, and you just can't pull yourself out of that. What are some uh, practical steps that we can just take to uh, help improve our mental health? So this is one of my favorites to talk about. So self-care is huge. Mm -hmm. Doing something for you that really makes you feel good. So that can be a hobby, maybe that's spending time with friends and family or having a game night. Um, some families do like a Sunday family dinner and that's you know their quality time, their self-care. That looks different for everybody. There's no mm -hmm. wrong answer, but really making sure that you're taking care of you. Like uh, rewards, what do you think about rewards if you, you know, get through, um, maybe it's, it's alcohol, you don't, don't drink for the day. Mm -hmm. Do you like the rewards uh, system? Absolutely. I mean, this works from kids all the way up through adults. So maybe it's not drinking, maybe it's weight loss, whatever it is, rewarding yourself for every little accomplishment that you're getting. You know, if I can make it through the day without a drink, okay, what am I going to do for myself? And then it builds those good habits. It's starting small with those mm -hmm. goals too, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you just set yourself a goal and it's this big lofty goal, mm -hmm. you're never going to reach it. So s taking steps to reach that goal. What does it uh, What does it cost to come see you guys? Yeah, so we are we have a lot of different programs available um, to help with with the cost. So we have uh, financial service advocates right in our building um, that are able to help help you get signed up for uh, whether it's health insurance or you know some sort of health coverage and then we do also have a sliding fee discount program as well um, so honestly I always say you know we're you're never going to be turned away um, for an in inability to pay you know um, so there's, there's lots of options and a anyone can be a patient absolutely yeah absolutely this is uh, National Minority Health Awareness Month and the center has been stressing all month that minorities, they're getting, they've traditionally getting, getting the short end of the deal when it comes to healthcare. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and we, yeah, we have, like I said, we have a lot of, of people available there to, to help you out and a lot of people um, on board with that, so. And I think that's part of kind of what the center stands for is really mm -hmm. opening that door to healthcare for everybody. Right. So whether it's you come in through our walk-in and you need services right then to get established to help you because you're struggling then and you need help now, um, but really anybody that needs help, we're there to serve. What do people do to contact the center? Do they need a, any kind of referral or anything? Absolutely not. Just give us a call, 748-5500, uh, or of course visit our website, centerforfamilyhealth.org. Any uh, advice for parents with uh, kids that are maybe uh, not acting themselves lately? I would say reach out for help. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean that that's kind of one of the biggest one of the biggest things there. Reach out if, if you need help. You identify that you need help. Your kiddo needs help. Um, reach out. We're here. So I think some people have noticed uh, because they've been away from the doctor for a couple of years that they're having a hard time getting in, particularly to specialists. I, I know that's someone true. couldn't get in until September for mm -hmm. something. Um, it's crazy, but. Uh, 
how about you guys? Are you able to get get people in pretty quick? We are, yeah, we are. And then we also we always have our walk-in clinic available as well, um, for you know for those sorts of things. Um, th that's open Monday through Friday, uh, eight to nine or nine to nine, and then the weekends, um, nine to six. Still doing the uh, shots. Uh, we COVID are, shots? yes, COVID vaccines, and we we're still doing a little bit of COVID. I mean, we're doing COVID testing. We're not we're not doing a lot of tests, but. Is the have you have you seen it drop off in both air, in both cases? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're still doing we're still doing vaccines, so, you know, which is is great. Um, still doing lots of boosters. Are you guys um, uh, doing a lot of vaccines for people just kind of coming in on their yeah. other visits and things yep. like that? Yeah, asking them yeah, we've it. we've integrated that now as as just like we would any other vaccine. Nice. You know, you come in for your your physical and hey, do you want your COVID vaccine over here? We've been doing that for a while. Um, yeah. I think we're. Um, at a point where it's the matter of convenience when someone gets the, yeah, the booster, it's like, well, Some, yeah. I'll get around to it. I think yeah. that I think mm -hmm. the same thing with the booster too. Yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. Great to see you both. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, today. thank, thank you. you. Uh, Nate Nims is support services manager, and Caitlin Wixom is behavioral health consultant at the Center for Family Health. We've got uh, some soccer stars and coaches coming up next on the morning show. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. JTV. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen Home Furnishings, now in their third generation of being family-owned and operated. Vermeulen's prides themselves on offering quality name-brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Now we'd like to welcome one of our very own Jackson soccer stars, Kathleen Doan, with high school coach Blake Newman-Gillig and Rush soccer coach Darius Ward. Good morning. Good morning. So, you're you're fresh back from where'd you go? You went to Spain. Yep. So talk a little bit about uh, about the the trip over to Spain. What was that like? Um, the trip was life changing for me. I met a ton of amazing girls that really focus on soccer and they're so passionate about soccer. And for me, that's what Rush was really about mm. was your passion for the sport. So it was really amazing to see that. Talk, uh, talk a little bit about the schedule um, when you guys uh, traveled. What was it like? Did you guys compete in a tournament? Did you guys do a lot of uh, practices? What was it like? Yeah, so I'm actually, this is my first year coaching Kathleen uh, with Rush. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't go on the trip with okay. her, but uh, in terms of her selection process, um, obviously her previous coach, uh, Marco, who's the head coach at Spring Harbor yeah. now, he recommended her for that an opportunity and also she was able to go to um, the regional uh, select program and there you know obviously she performed well and, and so she was selected to go to the national event um, where she like she said she was able to travel to Spain and play with some amazing players so yeah. um, just I'm just lucky to be able to coach a kid who's very passionate about the game um, and has a really good attitude about you know improving and whatnot. And uh, Blake of course you get to take advantage uh, in the high school season talk a little bit about Kathleen as a, as a player and what type of experience this this is really like for her coming back? Well to start I think that for me it was a no-brainer so her mom and her kind of came to me and they were like we want Kathleen to do this thing and I was like 
she has to do it. Like, yeah. she absolutely has to do it. So whatever she has to miss to make her eligible when she comes back, no-brainer, she has to go. Um, and she came back and she was just ready to play, and which was awesome. Because I was like, you just got off of a plane for like 13 hours or whatever it was, <laughs> and you're jet-lagged, and you're just ready to go. Um, and then obviously the week we came back, we had some schedule changes, and she was just like, whatever. Like, let's yeah. just do it. <laughs> it's fine. So, um, yeah, I think her attitude and her um, perspective about that situation and then coming back and playing with her teammates here um, was perfect. Right, because you, miss, you missed one LC game, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, not, no, a lot, some coaches would not be cool with that, but you realize the <laughs> opportunity, of course. Absolutely. So uh, talk about uh, some of these uh, kids you're playing with. Who, who are some of your teammates? Are they from all over? Yes, they're from all over the U.S., okay. um, some from Iowa and Mississippi and everything. Um, so it was really cool to come together as one team. Um, I only knew like two or three girls going there, and so I met pretty much my whole team there. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm sure some, uh, some new best friends. Mm -hmm, definitely. It looks like uh, a heck of a vacation on top of a soccer <laughs> experience. It too. was, yeah. What, did you guys get to do some sightseeing? Uh, yes, we did. We walked around Madrid a lot. And then when we went to Valencia, we got to tour their art and science museum and a ton of their shops and everything, and we got to go to the beach, <laughs> so that was really fun. Uh, Darius, talk about this level of soccer and you know what what it's really like, um, you know, compared to, you know, uh, just maybe a high school team. Right. Well, I've I've been fortunate enough to coach, you know, like youth level club and then now in college at Albion, and um, for her to experience this type of level, I think it shows one. She's, she's had good foundation from mm -hmm. when she was little and then obviously has a good family who's, you know, provided with the opportunity to be in these environments. But, I mean, this level is pretty high. I mean, when you're playing with players <laughs> from all over the country, it shows that, one, you're, you're one of the best players in your area um, and then also in your state. And that's one thing, you know, Rush does a really great job of, of, of uh, providing opportunities for our mm -hmm. top players to go on and, and push themselves. Um, and I think it's important when you do that because you realize that, one, hey, here's where I'm at, I'm at, and then what do I need to do to get to the next level? And, mm -hmm. I, and she's a player who has big uh, aspirations of you know, going on and playing on a high level, so yeah. I'm just here to, to help her, and, and I think she has to be in control of that, you know, of that process, and wish she is. Yeah, your, your uh, older sister Anna was able to play on mm -hmm. a trip, uh, team similar to this, and now she's at Division One UNC Asheville. What are, uh, what are your goals? Um, my goal is to play in college. Uh, I've always seen myself being able to play in college, and like Dara said, hopefully I have what it takes to get there, and I believe that if I really worked for it and I put my time and effort into it, that I could. Mm -hmm. She's pretty tough, has a, has a good motor, right? Yep. <laughs> what, uh, talk a little bit about uh, the LC team and kind of what, uh, what Kathleen does for you out on the field. Yeah, so she's, I mean, obviously an essential player on our back line. Um, if, if you didn't know, she plays defense. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that especially we're pretty young. We have a pretty young team. Um, and having a strong player in the back that is young can kind of help guide her other young peers um, is really important, especially as we grow and we continue to you know, develop the younger players. Um, if, we ha if we have someone back there that's playing at that level, mm -hmm. at that caliber, She's the only thing that's doing is bringing the people around her with her. Yeah. So um, there's that saying that uh, the water, the rising water lifts all boats, right? So that's kind of what is happening. You can see it happening around her 
in the back and then just pushing up the field. So it's very cool. Now you're how old? I'm 15. 15. So at, uh, that's pretty amazing to uh, have all these accomplishments by the age yeah. of 15. So um, give, give us some advice on uh, younger, younger kids playing soccer. There's so many different options. What's, what's the most important uh, what's the most important you want, you, thing you want to see when uh, you have a ninth grader get to high school? I want them to have a good base. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that they've, ha they've been playing um, some type of youth soccer before, preferably a uh, decent level of club so that they get a good fundamental base and obviously come in with an attitude that is coachable so that way you know, they're mm -hmm. able to um, play in our system, whatever that system is at the time. Um, but yeah, I think fundamentals are extremely important and often overlooked, yeah. so definitely focus on that. Yeah, you don't want to waste your time teaching fundamentals day one of, uh, of practice. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, your history in the, in the game? Oh, man, um, I actually grew up uh, in West Africa, Liberia, and I came here at the age of 12, and I played a little bit club soccer, and I you know, travel a little bit, not as <laughs> her, of course, but um, just live in Michigan and in okay. the Midwest, um, and then I uh, played a little bit at MSU with the men's club team. Nice. Um, but for me, like, you know, going back to your question about, you know, what do you, you know, in terms of what do you want to see from a player when you get to the high school level, um, for us at the Rush, we... We try to teach the players empathy, like, and then also embracing the game and loving it and, and loving practice. Because a lot of players, especially in today's youth game, they have so much going on. Right. I mean, like, I feel bad. Sometimes I tell the parents that like Uber drivers because they're pulling their kids all over the place. You I, know? Talk, I have uh, <laughs> uh, talked to a second grade parent. The kids got a hockey game, baseball game, and soccer game Saturday morning. Yes. Oh, you know, it's yes. like great. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's not healthy, but like, <laughs> like you know, because so they have so much going on, and sometimes they don't love what they do, and she's the total opposite. Yeah. She loves practice. If you see her, how she practices, like how she's at practice versus how she plays in the game, there's nothing different. That's cool. Um, and that's what we, we want players to love practice, to love, you know, their improvement, because they have total ownership. And I truly believe this, like, we as you know, coaches and parents, we have I always tell the parents like we have one percent in, in their improvement. They have ninety nine percent. So hopefully, you know, she has a few friends that play her at Rush and they play for Coach Blake now. So hopefully, I mean, they're showing what we teach them at Rush and yeah. um, and then having a good time at the high school level. Awesome. Now, uh, Blake, you're two thousand sixteen graduate of Lumen Christie, mm -hmm. second year coach. Uh, so you played at Lumen, obviously. Yes. Talk a little bit about your history in the game. Yeah, so um, I played at Lumen for four years. I was a varsity player there. Um, I played for Rush, actually, too. So <laughs> it's good to see some other people taking advantage of that mm -hmm. club. Um, after high school, I went and I played at Defiance College for four years. So that was an, an amazing experience. Anyone who's thinking about playing in college, I recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Last year I was in grad school and I got reached out to you about the coaching job and cool. I took it. So yeah. And here you are. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Have you ever gotten a yellow card or a red card? Oh, no. Nope. Really? <laughs> well, That's amazing. That is amazing. Because she's very aggressive. Yeah. yeah I, aggressive defender. I happened to see one of your basketball games. <laughs> if they had uh, cards and basketball, I think you would have got a red card from what I saw. So, but, uh, so what's the schedule like? When can we... Uh, when can we see Kathleen play? Yeah, so our next three games, we have one on Thursday at 5 at Hastings, and then we play Harper Creek Wednesday at Harper Creek, and then we play next Friday at home. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Kathleen, thank congratulations. You. Thank you. Um, any uh, any th things you want to accomplish during the rest of your uh, high school career before you go off to college? 
Um, what Dara said before was showing them, showing Lumen what we learned from Rush okay. and like the base. And the whole Rush uh, program has 11 core values. And to me, those are really important for how you develop as a player and a person. And so I would definitely like to bring that into my school soccer. Very cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations and continued success this year. And uh, good luck with the rest of the coaching. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Kathleen Doan and Darius Ward, along with Blake Newman-Gillick from Lumen Crispy and Rush Soccer. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show and a special hello to our viewers in Hell, Michigan. Have you ever been to Hell, Michigan? No, but I believe Adrian Sharp is from there. <laughs> Isn't he? No, I don't know. Oh, I thought he was. I think it's up near. Well, everyone, it's it's in the thumb. No, it's no? it's like around Pinckney no. or uh, Brighton, between there somewhere. It's a very okay, ten, miles ten miles from, from Pinckney. Pinckney. All right. Yeah, so um, it's so small that they don't have a real mayor, but you can become mayor of the day for a hundred bucks. I'd do it. Yeah, and. In uh, Hell, Michigan, yesterday, this was the mayor of the day. Jinx <laughs> the cat, the town's first animal mayor. Wow. And Jinx has become famous on social media for her unusually large eyes. They look like glass eyes. <laughs> isn't that spooky? So she was the mayor of Hell. Looks like yesterday. a stuffed, stuffed cat. Mm -hmm. uh, today, Taco Bell announced... Um, a luggage uh, collection there, <laughs> marketing. If you'd like to travel with the uh, brand Taco Bell, they've got carry-on suitcase called Fire, the hot duffel bag, Diablo crossbody bag, and the mild five-piece packing cube set. Where do you put the Imodium AD? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a special pouch. I like that one. That's cool. Uh, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, that, yeah. that is cool. That, that, that appeals to us. Hey, oh. it's my grandma's birthday. So happy birthday, grandma. And I, uh, I pulled this picture. This is from four years ago oh. at uh, grandma's 90th I love that picture. Uh, birthday. Yeah, it was the photo of the day. And uh, so happy birthday, grandma. Wow, 90, how many? 94. Yeah, 94 years young. Yeah, yeah. that's so great, awesome. Happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, Rita. It's always one of my favorite days of the year is grandma's birthday. Yeah, because there's gonna be cake. Yeah, mm -hmm. cake there's today. Gonna be cake today. Happy birthday, Rita Lundberg. Hey, join us tomorrow. We'll have Dr. Stephen Spadafore from Henry Ford Health, Craig Hatch from the Chamber and Experience Jackson, and Ben Jones from US Staffing. Later today, Mike Smida, Monica Moser, Matt Aubin, Leisha Schweitzer, Stitch Nichols returns, and Will Taco. That's today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you this afternoon.